We want to thank you today for joining us at Truth Chapel's podcast. I pray this word would bring you life. I pray that it would edify you, encourage you, and enlighten you. If you have a moment, please subscribe and leave us a review. We will be so grateful. God bless, and let this word speak to your heart today. 25, and Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron and said, Go, go ye, sacrifice to your God in the land. And Moses said, It is not meat so to do. For we shall sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians. For the Lord our God, lo, shall we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, and they, and will they not stone us? We will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he shall command us. Pharaoh said, I will let you go. I will let you go that ye may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only ye shall not go very far away and treat me. Amen. I'll let you go, but you can't go very far away. This morning I'd like to teach to you a message that I preached many years ago. And I want to talk to you about Pharaoh's fine print. Pharaoh's fine print. Amen. Would you pray with me today again? Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the spirit that we feel here already today. I ask you to teach us through this word. Grow us, mature us, encourage us through it today. And we'll be careful to give you praise. And not just be hearers, but doers also. In Jesus' name. And the church said amen. Amen. You may be seated in his presence. In uh, the year 2022, we are very familiar with the concept of fine print. Over the years, our culture, our culture has developed uh, a high propensity for fine print. Fine print has got many of us in this room today in trouble because we read the contract the stuff they wanted us to read, but we didn't read the, the fine print. See, the fine print is what gets you caught up. Everything else looks beautiful. Everything else looks great. But it's the, <clears throat> it's the stuff that you don't take time to read or you don't really understand that gets you in a mess. You sign contracts, and <clears throat> me, and my, me and my wife and me personally, I've signed many contracts in my life, and, you know, it's just, well, this right here means this. There's about a bajillion words on that piece of paper. But all you look for is that one little line with an X beside it so you can sign and move on with your life. Uh, you know, let's, let's, let's get it done. Let's, let's make the deal. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's, let's get this signed and, and get out of here and make it happen. <clears throat> but it is in those moments in that, in that fine print is really where the contract begins to make sense. And a lot of times... The things that are uh, meant for your harm are hid in the fine print. They're hid in there. And if you would take time to read it, you would say, no, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Now, you're telling me I, this, this, this credit card is, is, is perfect. You give me a $10,000 limit. I can buy anything I want, um, but, uh, and, and it's 0% interest up to six months. And after the six months, you're going to charge me 18% interest. No, no, no. The sign said 0% interest. 
Yeah, but when you saw that zero percent interest on the below that big zero with that look that big percentage sign, below that was a little tiny sentence that said up to six months. The fine print. The fine the fine print is what catches you. You know, life life has a lot of fine print that is not necessarily written on a piece of paper, but we just see it. We just see the fine print. And we a lot of times we don't pay attention to it. I see this a lot in relationships. Uh we call it fine print, but today's society would call it red flags. You know, there's a, uh, for a while there, there was a little social media trend that was like, you know, red flag, you know, all these different things, you know, red flag, red flag, red flag. That's fine print. And, you know, a lot, a, a lot of times we see people for the good in them and, and, and we look over, you know, if, if he cute, we'll look right over the, the red flags. You know, if she's beautiful, we'll, we'll look right through the red flag. We'll look all, all we see is the big sign that says marriage, or the big sign that says relationship, the big sign that says this will make me happy. And we don't read the fine print. We don't pay attention to the, to the little details. You know, somebody said don't sweat the small stuff. As a matter of fact, they wrote a book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. I would dare say that's not true. You better sweat the small stuff. Because it's the small stuff that grows over time. Yeah. Every tree that you've ever seen started small. Even them redwoods out there in California that you can drive a car through, you know how they started? Small. And if you don't sweat the small stuff, every once in a while, something's going to grow bigger than you thought it was going to grow because if you don't pay attention to the fine details, the fine details, the the, the, sometimes the stuff that's not mentioned is the stuff that makes all the difference. Sometimes just people's character will tell you a whole lot more than anything that they would say. The way that people treat people who are not at a level of elevation that they are will tell you a lot about a person. To, 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 to watch somebody get money sometimes will tell you a lot about them. Because, you know, money doesn't make you different. It just amplifies who you really are. Yeah. And, and position. Position doesn't make you different. It just amplifies who you already are. It just, we didn't see it. We couldn't see it before because it was just fine print. But then, you, you know, you got a few dollars in your pocket. You know, you got a nice car. You got the new position. You're the CEO now. And all that stuff that we were noticing kind of, uh, no, that, that's just me. All now it comes to the surface. And it's bright and it's shiny. And we're all looking at each other like, man, for some reason I, I feel like I should have seen this. Because it was all written in the fine print. Just the, just the small details. The small details. And when, when we look at the story of Exodus and the great redeeming power of God that delivered the children of Israel from the hands of Pharaoh and the Egyptian people, enslaved in captivity, over well over two to three million people enslaved. And even Pharaoh will admit that they are more and they are mightier than we. They're, they're bigger than we are. They're greater than we are. They're, they're smarter than we are. They're mightier than we are. And he said, let us deal wisely with them. Let us, let us deal wisely with these people. We, 
there ain't no way we're going to beat them in a fight. There are too many. And, and, and there's no way that, that we're going to outmaneuver them. And, but you know what we can do? We can, we can trick them. And the Bible says that somehow Pharaoh and the Egyptians tricked millions of people to become docile and remain in captivity for over 400 years. They were more and they were mightier than the Egyptians. But the Bible says they dealt wisely with them. It's, it's, it's reminiscent of our culture today where there are powers and principalities and rulers of darkness at play who could never in an open battlefield take over the church but they're just dealing wisely with us. We're not reading the fine print. We're not paying attention to the, the small things, the little details. See, the enemy has a way of making us think that we're still in charge. You see, if you, if you skim over the story of Exodus and you talk about, you know, the plagues that came upon Egypt to bring about the concept that Pharaoh would actually let them go, then you would have missed three times that Pharaoh let them go. Three times. Three times in the story, Pharaoh was going to let them go. He told them, you can go. Here's what he told them in Exodus 8, chapter 25. He says, go and sacrifice to your God. Go. If that's what you want to do, Go, go do your thing. Go be who you want to be. Go, go sacrifice to your God. You can do this. I will allow it. Here's the fine print. Here's the, here's the, here's the rub. Here's the, the little small details if you're not paying attention. He says, you can go, only ye shall not go very far. You can go. I'll, I'll let you go. Absolutely, 100%. You can go. You see, if you skim over the story of, of Exodus, you'll miss these three moments that Pharaoh agrees to letting them go, but Moses would not agree to the terms. Pharaoh says, you can go, just don't go very far. Because Pharaoh wants to be able to just at the drop of a hat reach out and grab them again. Pharaoh doesn't want them to go far because he knows if they go far, it's going to be harder to get them back. He knows if they go far, if they go too far, they will someday be out of his reach. And so the enemy doesn't want them to go too far. You can go, just don't go too far. You can, you, you can change your life, just don't change too much. You can, you can, you can go to church, just uh, don't stop doing the other things that you've been doing. You can, you can run around, you can shout, you can dance, you can do all those things, just, just all, just, just, but, but just keep that, 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 that number in your phone in case you want to use it on a, on a bad day. 
You know what? You can, you can go to the altar and get saved. You can go down there and, and, and do your thing, pray, cry, weep, speak in tongues. But, you know, don't, don't pour that bottle of Jim Bean out that's in your cupboard. Leave that because it may be. You can go. Just, just don't go far. You can, you can go. Just don't go far. You know, it, it really doesn't matter whatever you want to do on Sunday. Go. Go. Do your Sunday thing, baby. Go. Go show us how awesome you are on Sunday. Just on Monday, come back to the same stuff that you was dealing with on Saturday. I'll let you go one day, but you can't go three days. See, that's what Moses was asking for. Moses said, let us go three days into the wilderness. I need three days in the wilderness to sacrifice, to do what we really need to do. We need to be a three days journey from here. This is why I always believe, and there's many other instances like this in the Bible, I always believe that a three-day fast is, is a directional fast. If, you, if you're really trying to break something in your life, you need at least no less than three days. Yeah. And, and this is very interesting to me because three days is 72 hours. If you know anything about the body, and if you do a water fast, just, just water for three days, on the third day, is when you go into what we call autophagy. Autophagy is when the body eats the body. That's what autophagy means. It means you're eating yourself. On the third day, here's what the body does. The body decides there's no nutrients, there's no calories, there's no food in me, so I need to, I need to find energy somewhere. So what the body does, it goes into a system called autophagy. And autophagy searches your body for every cell that isn't right. That's what happens. All the good cells in your body start looking around for every cell that's limping, tripping, or that don't look like everybody else, and it starts eating itself. What it does is it starts breaking down itself into the cellular level, and it starts eating its cells for food. You start losing muscle mass over time. If you go too, if you go too long without food, your body will actually eat itself. Your muscles will start eating muscles. After your liver has run through every bit of glycogen that's stored up in it, it starts pulling glycogen from your muscles. It starts pulling it, and it starts eating it from there. And if it can't pull glycogen from your muscles, it'll start pulling glycogen from your major, um, your, your, your major organs, your, your, your liver first, then your kidneys. And people that don't eat too much, they, they really don't die of starvation. What they really die from is kidney failure. Because when your kidneys stop working and your liver's not working correctly, you, you will start building up potassium in your blood. And after a while, the potassium gets so high, it will cause your, your heart will just stop beating. You won't have a heart attack. It'll just stop beating. Your heart will say, I'm done. Turn off like a light switch. Your body's just eating itself. So on, on, on day three is, is, is really where you need to start making sure that you're doing it the right way. And you, and you have somebody watching you because if you go much longer than that, you know, you really start getting into some danger zones because at day three, an autophagy begins at 72 hours. The body starts getting rid of everything. What it does first, what it does before it starts doing, eating muscles and before it starts really hurting you, what it does first is actually really good for you. This is why if, you've, if you're in the room, if you've ever been on an extended fast before and you fasted more than three days, the first day is okay. Second day is really, really rough. 
Yeah, it's bad. You get headaches. You start, you know, you start like, man, that cookie looks so good. And you realize it's not even a cookie there. Yeah, and, 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 but, but about the end of the third day, you start feeling like, I feel awesome. I feel clear. My, my brain is, like, working really good. I, I feel, I, I think I could go on. If you can get past day three, you could go to day seven. You can. And, and if you're in the room if you've ever fasted before on a real level, you, you know this to be true. Your body starts leveling out. And what happens is you start to detox. Starts kicking out all the bad stuff in your body. Your body starts saying, no, that ain't right. Let's get rid of that. Get rid of that. That's not good. Let's get rid of that. I'll, I'll take that. Your body starts detoxing. Caffeine's out. Sugar's out. And you start, you start getting a little clearer. It's amazing to me that what happens in the physical also is connected to the spiritual. Moses said, we need three days away from you. To really get what God has for us, we need to be gone from here no less than three days. Not, 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 just out, not just gone for three days. We need to be three days removed from you. We need to be three days journey. Not that I just said, you know, I went outside the gate for three days. No, we're going to walk that way for three days. For three days, we're walking in the wilderness because a three-day journey in the wilderness is where we need to go. But Pharaoh said, you can go, but you can't go that far. See, the enemy wants you to stop right before you're about to break the plane of where he can't reach you anymore. Yeah, because God knew and Moses knew what Pharaoh already had in his mind, and we'll see it play out later. I'll let you go, but as soon as I do, I'm coming after you. And I need there to be distance between me and you so you can't ever catch me again. I need there to be distance for, for time for God to work in my favor. You need to be removed from some things in your life more than just on a Sunday and a Wednesday or more than just on a, on a, on a, on a camp weekend. You need See, this is why sometimes like, like a good long extended revival helps people. That's why a lot of our young people get blessings at camps. Because at a camp, you know, they can't be on their phone all the time. And, and they're going to church every day. And they get a little, they, they get one day removed. They get two days removed. They get three. By, by day four, everybody getting saved. Why is that? Why is that? Because we, we got you away from all of that long enough for the Lord to really do what he wanted to do in you. But the enemy wants to keep you close. Enemy don't want, want you to go. But Moses says, no, if we can't go far, we're not going at all. Mm. If we cannot go three days journey, we're going to stay until you let us go. We are going to make your life miserable right here until you let us go three days. Yeah. There has to be a breaking away. See, a lot of us think that we can just run from our problems, not really deal with things and just run. But sometimes we have to deal with some things Make sure some things die. Oh, hallelujah. We got to make sure that there is a, a breaking before we can actually get away. I don't know about you, but there's some things in my life I want to get away from. There's some things that try to trap me over and over again I really want to get away from. And so I know that I can't just play church. I got I to deal with some things, face some things head on, and let it know, listen, I'm not just leaving for a day or two, but I'm going on my way. And I got to go far enough 
to break the hold you have on me. I have to go far enough to break the hold you have on me. Exodus 10, Moses and Aaron were brought again into Pharaoh. This is verse 8 in Exodus 10, if you're following along. Moses and Aaron were brought again to Pharaoh. And he said unto them, go, go. See, we don't, we don't talk about this a whole lot in the, in the Exodus story. That, that Pharaoh would agree to let them go. He said, go. Oh, man, I, I've had enough of this. The water and the blood, the dust and the lice. The, we've got frogs everywhere. We've got boils over, all, all over our body. Man, go. Go. Serve the Lord your God. But, here goes the fine print. Who are they that shall go with you? Tell us who all's going. Moses says, I'll tell you who's going. We will go with our young, our old, our sons, our daughters, our flocks, and our herds. Everything. Everybody. For we must hold a feast unto the Lord. We all got to go. And he said unto them, let the Lord be so with you. And I will let you go. And your little ones, look to it, for evil is before you. Not so. Go now, ye that are men, serve the Lord, for that ye did desire. And they were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. Here's what Pharaoh said. He said, you can go, but leave your wife and children with, with me. Let the men go. Serve ye who are men. Go serve the Lord. Go. Go worship. But leave your family behind. Mm. Here's the fine print. I'll let you go, but don't take your family with you. I'll let you go, but don't take your future with you. I'll let you go, but I won't let you take your promise with you. I'll let you go, but you have to leave tomorrow with me. You see, because the women and the children are how Israel is going to reproduce. That is the church of now and the church of tomorrow. Yeah, that is the hope. That is the hope of continuation. See, here's what the enemy wants you to understand. That here's, what, here's the fine print. The fine print will be like, you know what? You can do this. You can serve the Lord. I'll let you do that. But, but, but don't bring your future into this. Don't bring your promise into this. You can go, but leave your future. See, see, the enemy wants you to destroy your future now. You say, what do you, what, what do you mean, Pastor? What, what, what are you saying? What I'm saying is what you are doing right now controls what your future is going to be. And the devil would let you come to church every Sunday and, and, and speak in tongues and run around until you're blue in the face. But if he can get you to destroy your future, you can have it. Yeah. He wants you to destroy your future. He's saying, listen, you can, you can be a good saint of God, sir. You can sing in the choir, ma'am. But, but you know what? Waste your future with, with, with some young man. Waste your future with some young woman. Waste your future with, with some job that's going to pull you away from the people in the house of God. Waste your future with some, with some crazy thoughts of success that, that don't include living for God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, waste your future. Don't, don't, don't think about your future. Just, just live in the now. 
Go do what you're going to do. Live in the now, and by doing so, leave your future behind. There's so many people who are living in the now. They want happiness now. They want peace now. They want joy now. They want it to be easy now. And in, in, in the living in the now, doing what you want to do. See, Pharaoh is trying to appeal to Moses's what Moses wants to do now. Go, go, take the men with you, but leave your future here with me. I'm talking to some young people in this room today who need to understand just because you're in the church don't mean the church is in you. You need to, you need to know that everything you're doing right now is for the future. Every, every decision you're making right now is for the future. You need to understand that your future matters. And, and, and what's happening in your life in this very moment is going, is going to touch, handle everything in the future. Everything in the future. So don't, don't live your life now and think that now will not touch tomorrow. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Every decision you're making right now messes with your future. Every decision you're making right now messes with your future. Every, every, every job you're taking, every, every, every school opportunity, every, every moment of success, you better say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what is your will? Lord, what do you, because I'm not leaving my future here. I'm not leaving my future here. I want to be so happy in the now that I don't care about tomorrow. You better care about tomorrow because I don't care happy, how happy it makes you today. Tomorrow will suffer if you're not careful. You can go. You can go, just don't, just don't take your future with you. You can go, just don't take your promise with you. You can go, 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 go do what you want to do, but, but leave your ministry with me. Leave, leave your calling with me. Waste, waste your substance on riotous living. Just leave it with me. Leave it here. Go do what you want to do. Go, Moses, go. Take the men and go. But, 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 but leave your women and your children with me. Oh, no. Your future cannot be trusted with the enemy. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Your future cannot be trusted. Your future cannot be trusted in Egypt. Egypt will not deal wisely with your future. You better go out to that wilderness you better take everybody. I'll tell you who's going. Our young, our old, our sons, our daughters, our flocks, and our herds, we will all go. We all going. Everything must go. It's a, it's a, it's a must-go situation. We all got to go. Everybody has got to go. We leave nothing behind. And finally, Pharaoh, in verse 24 of chapter 10, Pharaoh called unto Moses again. And he said, go. <laughs> the third time, Pharaoh is saying, go. He, he's already told him twice, go. But here's the fine print. Go, go serve the Lord. This is uh, Exodus chapter 10, verse 24. Pharaoh called Moses. He said, go. Go serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be stayed and let your little ones go with you. And Moses said, Thou must give us the sacrifice and burn offerings that we may sacrifice to our Lord. He said, go. You can go. You're young and you're old. Your wives and your children, they can all go. 
but leave the sacrifice with me. You can go, but let your sacrifice stay here. Moses said, can't do that. We have to take the sacrifice with us. Our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not be a hoof left behind. Oof. For thereof must we take to serve the Lord our God. And we know not with what we must serve the Lord until we come thither. I got to take it all because I don't really know what the Lord's going to ask of me. I can't leave stuff here. I can't leave stuff with you. I, I can't even leave a hoof with you because what if the Lord wants a hoof? We don't know what he's going to want when we get out there. When we start making sacrifice, we don't know what the Lord may ask of us. And so I'm not leaving anything here. I'm taking everything with me. And the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not let them go. He wouldn't let them go. He said, you can go, but you can't go far. He said, you can go, but you can't take your wife and you can't take your kids. And then he said, you can go, but you can't take the sacrifice with you. He said, no. He said, I'm not. I, th there is no way that it, we can serve God without sacrifice. Oh, can I, can, I, can I preach to you for a little while right here just for the next few moments? We are raising up a culture and we are lying to them and we are telling them that they can do this without sacrifice. That they can come to church without sacrifice. That they can live for God without sacrifice. That they can walk in the calling without sacrifice. But baby, there is no way to get on this level if you don't face a few devils. There is sac This is sacrifice. We need to go back and tell our kids again, baby, you can't get here without sacrifice. You really can't live for God like God really wants you to live for him if you have no sacrifice. This is not, this is not a sacrificeless religion. No, he said, take my yoke and learn of me. He said, no, there's a yoke here. That you can't do this without sacrifice. You can't live for God like you need to live for God without sacrifice. But we have sold this culture the fine print of, oh, just come as you are and stay as you are. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. If you come into God, he said, come as you are. He said, learn of me. I will give you rest. I will give you peace. But you got to learn of me. You got to take it on. You just don't come to God and leave all that stuff behind. No, you got to come to God and there's some things that have to die. There's some things that have to be sacrificed. There's some things that have to be laid down. Oh, Lord. Lord, 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 I can, just, I can just live for you and everything will be fine. No, there's going to be some trouble on the horizon. You think the enemy's just going to let you go? I said, do you think the enemy's just going to let you go? No, the enemy is going to come after you 100%. They're going to be looking for you. The enemy ain't just going to let, Egypt ain't just going to let you go. And you better know how to pray. You better know how to sacrifice. You better know how to touch God. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a sacrifice of time. It's going to be a sacrifice of talent. It's going to be a sacrifice of energy. It's going to be a sacrifice of effort. You're going to have to cut off some relationships. There's some stuff that's going to be burnt on the altar. And you don't know what God will require of you. So bring it all. Bring it all. Bring it all. Uh, the Lord may require some stuff of you that you're not really ready to give up yet, but there, be, there better not be one hoof left behind. That's our problem is we keep leaving stuff behind hoping God doesn't ask us for that. Because we love that, and we don't want to let that go. But God said, bring it all out here, because I may ask you for it. I may ask you to lay it on the altar. I may ask you to set it on fire and watch it burn. Mm. 
But, but, but I want you to see something that, that the Lord showed me. This Lord showed me this years ago. This is, this is very powerful. And, and if, you, if you're going too quick, you miss it. Israel had cattle. Let that sink in. If you know anything about the Exodus and them going from Egypt to Canaan land, then it ought to start resonating with you. Wait a minute. Time out. Egypt let them take the cattle. They wouldn't leave without the sacrifice. They wouldn't leave without the cattle. So why did they have to eat quail and manna? Because Moses said, we will take our flocks and we will take our oxen. So you telling me that while we eat manna, I can hear the steaks mooing in the background. Time out, time out, time out. You telling me that while we're praying that God send us quail, that there's cattle here. All we got to do is have a barbecue. You telling me that every day I got to go gather for me and my family. And if I gather too much, it turns into worms overnight. And, 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 and the whole time I'm doing this, eating the same thing every day that tastes the same way. Somebody said, well, manna tastes like whatever you wanted it to taste like. That's not Bible. The Bible said it tasted like bread and honey. It tastes like a graham cracker. Now, I love graham crackers, especially with some Nutella on them. Hold up. Dipped in a little bit of milk. Come on, Holy Ghost. I'm messing with y'all. It's 10 o'clock. I'm messing with you a little bit. It's good. But I don't want to eat graham crackers every day. Every day for 40 years. You're telling me that we can hear the bleeding of sheep. We got lamb chops right there. And we eating this graham cracker? Yeah, because Moses didn't say, let us bring our dinner. He said, let us bring our sacrifice. Here's what the, kid, here's what the kids have to know, baby. I know we eating this manna, but we don't eat what was meant for God. Oh, you don't want to, oh. Oh, hallelujah. I know that all we got to do is set up a little barbecue and do that, but, 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 but we don't do that. That is his, and we don't touch what's his. I know that it may make our life a little more easier. I know that dinner would be a lot better if we did it this way, but we don't touch what God has set aside for him. Oh, hallelujah. We don't sit down as a family and eat what God has set aside. We don't sit around and talk about the pastor. We don't. We don't. There's some things that we don't eat in this family. Yeah, I know, I know we're sitting here eating manna, and there's something much better over there, but we don't eat in this family what God has set aside for his purpose and for his calling. This is a sacrifice, and I know that if we ate it, it may make us feel better, but it would make God angry. We don't, we don't touch what has been set aside for the principles. We don't set aside, we don't touch what has been set aside for the service. We don't know what God may require of us. So we put the sheep in a pen, but we don't put them in the pot. Oh, no, no, no. The last time we ate meat, oh, come on, somebody. The last time we ate meat, 
was when we sacrificed the lamb and put the door on the blood post and we won't eat meat again. Oh, you don't want to hear me. We, we won't eat it again until we get into the new land where God has promised us. But between now and then, there is a sacrifice that has to be made. Here's what you need to know. You can't serve God without sacrifice. Sometimes you're going to want to eat it, but it's set aside for God. Don't touch it. Don't touch what God has set aside for him. I know, I know you want to pay your bills first, but don't touch what God has set aside for him. I promise you, it'll come through. It'll fall in the morning. It'll be enough for the family. I promise you, it'll show up in the evening time. It'll be enough. But don't you put in your mouth what God meant for his. Ah, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I come to preach to you today. Don't you read the fine print that tells you you can serve God without sacrifice. This is a sacrifice, absolutely. It is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice of worship. It's the sacrifice of giving. It's a sacrifice of time. And I don't eat what I have set aside for God. Because he's taking me somewhere. He's taking me somewhere. He said, if you can go without eating what I set aside for you, I'm taking you to a land that flows with milk and honey and the cattle on a thousand hill. If, if you can go without eating what I have set aside, I'll give you houses that you didn't build. I'll give you vineyards that you didn't plant. I'll give you fields you never put no sweat equity into. If you can sacrifice, oh hallelujah, if you can sacrifice for me, I'll bring you into a place where there is much, 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 much more. Don't you read the fine print that won't let you go too far. They won't let you bring your future, and they won't let you bring your sacrifice. Pharaoh knew. Pharaoh knew, I can, I can let them go a little bit, but I can't let them go too much. I can let them go, but if, I, but, but if they leave their future here, they'll come back. That's why you can't leave your future in Egypt, because you'll, you'll just keep showing back up. You'll keep driving by seeing how they're doing. You'll set up another Instagram so that you can get on their Instagram to see their new girlfriend. Oh, anybody want to talk back to me? If you leave your future there, you keep coming back around. You'll you be rolling on the cul-de-sac. Lean back. Yeah. Don't leave your future there because you'll just come back. And don't leave your sacrifice because you can't walk this walk. Eating what God has set aside for himself. But God said if you can sacrifice you can give me the burnt offering, if you, can, if you can give me every hoof, if you give me every hoof, if you give me every lamb, if you give me every ox, I'll bring you to a place where there will be so much abundance that you won't even know what to do with yourself. It'll take two men to carry a cluster of grapes. <laughs> uh, it'll take It'll take, it'll take you years. It'll be so much, I'll only give it to you little by little because if I gave it to you all at once, it would consume you. I'm just going to give it to you one day at a time, one step at a time, one little piece. It's, it's too much. You, you can't even imagine it, but because you sacrificed. Yeah. Amen. Don't read the, don't, don't fall for the fine print. Don't fall for the fine print. Read the whole contract. And say, Lord, if I can't go far, I'm not going till I can. Lord, if I can't bring my future with me, 
the enemy's going to let him go. You see, what was happening is that during this time, God was breaking down Pharaoh. He was breaking him down. God would say, let him go. Then God would harden his heart because God was destroying. He was destroying the gods of Egypt. He was destroying the Egyptian mindset. Not for Egypt, but for the Israelites. Because the Israelites thought these people had so much power. They had to have thought that. They had to have thought they had so much power because how could you keep these powerful people in slavery for over 400 years? They had a mindset that Pharaoh's better than us. They had a mindset that Egypt is more stronger than us. But God had to break down the systems that held them bound. And that when they, every time they said no to the fine print, God brought another system down. Every time they said, no, I'm going far, God brought another system down. Every time they said, no, I'm not leaving my future here, God brought another system down. And every time they said, I'm not leaving my sacrifice here, God brought another system down. To the time when God would really release them, there was nothing to hold them. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we got to face it face to face and say, you know what, I'm not going until I can go far. I'm not going until everything can come with me. My future has to be with me, and I will not leave my sacrifice here. I will not sacrifice for the world and then not sacrifice for God. I will not, I will not, I will not sacrifice for Egypt, work hard for Egypt, and then not work hard for God. I won't do that. I'm taking my sacrifice with me. You see, Egypt teaches us how to sacrifice. Egypt teaches us how to work hard. Egypt teaches us how to men make gold and mend silver and, and, and build and overlay. What we learned in Egypt, God's going to use in the wilderness, but we got to bring everything with us. Everything must go. Stand with me. Ah. You need some space between you. And what holds you? Some of you need to go back and reclaim your future. And say, yeah, I made, I made some mistakes. But I'm not leaving until I know that this stuff is going with me. Because he is the God that was. And he's the God that is. He's the God that is to come. That means he was the God in my past. He's the God in my present. And he's the God in my future. And I, I'm not leaving here without him. And we have to all understand that you, you can't walk this walk without sacrifice. It requires something from all of us. Can we pray today? Lord, I thank you for your word. We want to thank you again for joining us on the Truth Chapel podcast. May you have a blessed day and walk in the favor of the Lord.